What G'day and welcome to this week's episode about finding joy. Joy. Every festive season for the past 20 years, one of the fabulous restaurants in our neighbourhood, the living room, puts up a beautifully lit wreath, uh, a sign of the word joy. I love going in there and I look forward to seeing the warm, glowing red lights entwined in the deep green branches. No matter is what is happening or going on in the world around us, that sign just lifts my spirits every time I mm-hmm. walk in there. It got me thinking about the word joy and how it's such a powerful emotion. It can't be bought or sold. It is deeply, intrinsically found within. And as kids, joy was often a very regular feeling for many of us. Joy in just the simple things. But as we grow, there are more things to just think about, stress about and worry about that we then lose the joy of innocence and we can forget how to find joy. And we often get so caught up in things that we stop being in the moment and stop being present in our own lives. And if you look around most days, you'll see that joy seems to have gone missing from most people. So while, yes, it is great and it's really important to have goals, two of the keys to having more joy in your life are finding your purpose and giving back to other people. Author Genevieve Barand, in her wonderful book, Your Invisible Power, writes that in every word there is the power germ that expands and projects itself in the direction your word indicates and ultimately develops into physical expression. I tend to lean towards the term power spark rather than germ. I consider it to be a tiny spark of word flame that when persistently said and thought on repeat, internally, consistently and emphatically, that spark begins to grow for you. You know, example, you wish, you wish to establish joy in your consciousness. Beren writes, just repeat the word joy secretly, persistently and emphatically. The joy spark begins to expand and project itself until your whole being is filled with joy. And some of you might be thinking it can't be as simple as that. <laughs> the power of repetition is real. Repeating a word, as Beren says, will permeate into your subconscious. Now, I encourage you, if you haven't read it already, to study Japanese author Masuro Omoto's book, The True Power of Water. Omoto's work explores the effects of words, pictures, music, and prayer on water crystals. It's really fascinating. Photographic images show water labelled with words such as love, gratitude, and peace, forming beautiful crystalline structures. And when labelled with words such as hate, evil, war, the water structures were splayed, ruptured, and fragmented. Growing up in our family table, water was the drink of choice, and my dad would always say as he poured the water into each glass, ah, sweet mystery of life. He was teaching Emoto's lesson in that the words associated with the water were like a blessing. He was a very, very wise man. He was a sage, yeah. About 10 years ago, uh, when I was going through chemotherapy and having studied Emoto's work, I took this practice to the next level. So in the chemo ward, <laughs> ward, the nurses come at you in full hazmat suits. Um, the glass bottles containing the infusions have the warning skull and crossbone signs on them. <laughs> it wasn't the most comforting sight, believe you me. However, I took a little magic with me into the ward in the form of resealable stickers with words like healing, strength, peace, self-love. And I pasted them across the signs on the IV bottles and on the pick line carrying the drugs into my system. People close to me 
and the oncologist were surprised at how quickly I would recover after these sessions. I'm so grateful that even though it may have looked a little bit left to field <laughs> to the nursing <laughs> staff and to the other patients that I did this. We still use these stickers today at things in our office and our phones, water filters at home, don't we, Mitch? Yeah, we sure do. Anyway, back to joy. We all find joy in different places, and some of us are really fortunate to find joy in creative outlets. Mine, Janet's, and many of our friends' joy is playing music with each other. And I often refer to it as my happy place. For me, it is a truly pure, unadulterated feeling of delight, bliss, and happiness. And I'd like to share a story from a few years back when a a good museo mate of mine gave me a call one Saturday morning and he was not in a good way at all. He was really down. He'd been going through a really messy time with his marriage. And then the night before, he'd just had a fight with one of the other members of the band, which really tipped him over the edge. And it's causing him to say that he wanted to quit the band. And they actually had a gig on this night. And I said to him, mate, this is your joy. It's your happy place. Yes, I know that you're really fragile at the moment and you're really hurt, but don't ever let him or anyone else steal your joy. Don't let them steal your happy place. It's yours. So I said you should call him and sort things out and still go to the gig. Now, he was really reluctant at first, but eventually he conceded, spoke with his mate and went to the gig. The next day, he sent me a text with a photo of him playing at the gig with the text saying, me and my happy place. Thank you for your guidance. I'm so glad that I did the gig. I feel so much better now. Yeah. I just felt awesome yeah. when I got that text. Never ever let anyone steal your joy. It's so precious. Mm. Let's think for a minute about the proverb, proverb, as the man thinketh in his heart, so is he. To make it easy and inclusive, we'll coin it as, as a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. The key part of this phrase is think in their heart. What does this mean? Do hearts have a brain to think? Well, Mitch, they actually do. Yes, I believe you. There are many studies to support this, including a fascinating 2019 article on the website www.sciencedirect.com. And the title of that article is Personality Changes Following Heart Transplantation, the Role of Cellular Cellular Memory. Mitchell B. Lister from the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Colorado writes how personality changes following a heart transplant include accounts of recipients acquiring the personality characteristics of their donor. Fascinating. So the personality changes discussed in the article included changes in preference and taste, in some cases immediately post-surgery, cravings for things that pre-surgery did not rate at all. For example, there was a patient who came out of surgery really heavily craving burger rings, um, something that he'd never eaten before. And it wasn't until several years later, and he had developed this passion for burger rings, couldn't wow. stop eating them. It wasn't until about five to seven years later, I think, when he met his donor's family that he found out that the donor who had given up his heart had a huge passion for burger oh, rings. Oh, yeah, they're hankering for burger rings all the time. And also noted were marked shifts in emotions, temperament, modifications of identity. And this is the one I really loved. Some recipients experience memories from their donor. So your heart does have a brain and that heart brain sends more signals to the brain than the brain to the heart. So listen, learn to listen what your heart has to say and it will lead you to joy. Mm, Cool story. One of the things that can take away your joy is that we get stuck in a rut of things that have happened in our past. But your past is not your present or your future unless you continue to live in it. 
And living in the past can stop you from finding joy in the present. Yes, of course, shit can and does happen in our lives, doesn't it? And they can all be good and valid reasons for feeling down about things. So allow yourself to have those feelings, to feel sad and feel down, but don't allow yourself to give in to those feelings. You can't change the past. It's done. Learn from it and then let go. Letting go is really a superpower. You deserve to feel joy. So find things in everyday life to be grateful for. We call it the thank bank. So by choosing gratitude and focusing on the good in your life, you will then attract more of this into your life and find more things to be joyful about. The more you practice gratitude, the more positive emotions you will feel. So I urge everyone to make a daily ritual of writing down five things every morning that you're grateful for. Yeah, it makes such a difference. We live in a fast-paced world. Life motors along at breakneck speed. So many balls to juggle, so much to do, so much information to process. Add to this the boom in mobile devices and social media, which often highlights reels for people. Yeah, they're, no, they're really... They are. It's like people just put the good stuff on there, so they're just highlights reels. They are, yeah. which, and they can make it feel like your life isn't good or that you're missing out on something. And it can be hard to find joy when you feel like you're not worthy. So it's important to unplug from all this and be in the moment. Focus on now, because that is all we have. The most important thing you can do is be in the now and make the most of each and every moment. Notice what's around you. Notice it, savour it. That is joy. Mm -hmm. Now, we mentioned before about finding your purpose. Well, what do we mean by that? Your purpose is what gives your life meaning to you. It's the thing you most want to accomplish in life. It's your legacy. So what makes you feel joy? What do you want to be remembered for? And it's never, ever too late to discover it. The famous American artist Grandma Moses is a great example of this. She worked on a farm most of her life and only started painting in her late 70s after retiring from farming duties. And at the start of her career, Grandma Moses entered some of her paintings into her local country fair, but they didn't win any prizes. Her work was then discovered by an art collector called Louis Caldor. And when he found her paintings for sale at the local drugstore, and he, he then worked on Grandma Moses's behalf to get her work displayed in museums and galleries. So Grandma Moses had found her purpose and her joy, and from then on enjoyed over 20 years of painting success and became a folk art sensation, and continued painting until her death at 101 years old. And as another example, we've got a great friend who's a plumber and he found his joy in painting in his late 40s. It's his happy place and he's really good at it. He is an artist. Literally. Mm -hmm. What about the joy we get when we give back to others? Think about it. How good do you feel when you help others? The secret to living a great life is giving. Making a difference in the lives of others can bring meaning to your own life and remind us all what we have. That's why learning how to have more joy in your life always involves giving back. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that you need money to find fulfillment through giving. But if you're in a position to do it through money, that's great. What I'm talking about is having a desire to help others by giving your time, skills or expertise to a cause. What if you are listening to this and thinking, I can't even remember the last time I felt joy? What do you say to that, Jenny? Well, don't worry, you're not alone. The good news is I've created a really simple exercise to help you bring joy back into your heart. 
find a quiet place to sit and relax. You can actually even do this sitting at the traffic lights so you don't need to close your eyes. Or anywhere you are, you just find yourself sitting still for a few moments. You focus your attention on your heart area, a few centimetres above the centre of your chest. You picture your breath flowing in and out of your heart. Slow down your breathing so that you can focus on each inhale. As you picture the word and feeling of joy coming in, each inhale, and as you exhale, you see and feel the word peace flowing out. So you're breathing in, joy. Just picture that word, picture that sensation of joy. I want you to see it filling your heart space area. And when you're exhaling, the word peace. If you do this for a few minutes, a couple of times a day, you will find you invite joy back into your heart and into your life. Until next time, love and blessings. See ya. 